0: Lieutenant Mila stands at the entrance of the Order's cavern, surveying the expanse of jungles beyond the canyon walls. A fourth skiff has returned with another pair of acolytes, recalled by Demetrius' command. There are at least another half-dozen skiffs expected before the evacuation can be completed. Turning back toward the interior, Mila catches the assassin Benedict watching them. Quirking an eyebrow, they say, Can I help you? The assassin shrugs and says, Your people, Lodestar, are they worth it? Unsure what he means, Mila asks, How so? Twenty-five of our brothers and sisters died trying to reach you. Before we put the rest of our lives in your hands, I want to know if it's worth it. Mila considers for a moment before saying, Clan leader Aerith has made a safe home for many. The people have a say in our destinations, and they have duly elected representatives. Benedict sniffs. And yet, this Aerith still calls herself clan leader. Doesn't sound like changing the old ways all that much. Change is sometimes slow and small, Mila says. But it happens nonetheless. So it's worth it then. Coming across the sector to get us... Not known if you'll make it back to whatever home you've made. Mila's eyes are drawn back to the horizon, and they frown. Outlines of ships, not skiffs, appear just above the jungle ceiling, racing toward the canyon. Everyone is afforded a choice, Benedict. Today the choice is between Lodestar or them. The assassin pushes off the wall and squints. Then he swears and reaches for his comm unit, issuing orders with urgency. As Lieutenant Mila activates their own comms, they hope Lucius and Adelie are almost finished. Time has run out. The Ironhawks are coming. Welcome back for episode 12 of Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your game master and solo player, Steve Morrison. This week, Lucius and Natalie continue their exploration of the Ascendancy ship buried deep in the canyons of Viridian, and Natalie is faced with a terrible choice. Find out what happens this week on Episode 12 Paragon Lost. As Lucius and Adelie make their way through the barrier into this ascendancy ship, they take a moment to take stock of their surroundings and to figure out exactly what they're dealing with. As they're looking around, Lucius is like, this ship is ancient. Which is not surprising since it's an ascendancy ship. But unlike the wrecks that we've come across and the other ships that we've dealt with, this one is in incredible condition. I don't know if the ship crashed here, but it certainly doesn't seem like it from the way that these hallways are in good repair. It's almost as if the ship was parked here and the caverns themselves of this canyon were built up around them. And Adelie says, that would certainly be a feat of control over the environment, wouldn't it? And Lucius nods, and he says, of course, we've seen you able to control spores out in space in a way that we never thought possible as as humans. Who are we to say that the Ascendancy wouldn't have the ability to meld and shape stone? This is incredible. And... Lucius is caught up in this moment of exploration and discovery. I think Adelie has to say, Lucius, we have to hurry. We cannot forget why we are here and what we are doing. And Lucius says, of course, of course, I'm sorry. I, I just get so excited with ascendancy technology. It's it's so fascinating, but you're absolutely right. We should continue on. So we're sitting at four out of 10 progress on this expedition. And we're going to go ahead and begin the next leg of our expedition here. So I think now that we're in through this barrier and we are seeing this ascendancy ship for the first time, I think Lucius and Adelie are going to continue on using vigilance. There's a need for haste here, but I think there's also a need to be cautious And really take stock of their surroundings. So we're going to do Vigilance, which is a Wits roll again. that's plus three. Let's find out how this part of the exploration of this Ascendancy ship goes. All right, I've got a seven on the action die. I've got a seven and a ten on the challenge dice, which is going to be a miss. But I have nine momentum left over from last episode. And I don't think I want to start off here with a crisis or some sort of dire threat. So I'm gonna go ahead and burn that momentum, reset it down to two, and I'm gonna turn this into a weak hit. With a weak hit, we reach a waypoint and we're gonna mark progress. So I get to mark two more progress, which is gonna take me up to six. And we need to envision what this waypoint is like. So again, I'm gonna roll on the descriptor and focus To get a sense of what we discover in this ship. So I got 75. Which is preserved. 38. Which is habitat. Preserved habitat. Okay. So Lucius and Natalie are proceeding down this passageway. Which is now a true metal passageway. Inside this Ascendancy ship. And they come through this sort of portal doorway into what looks like a common area and I think it looks that way because there are very clearly delineated sort of like seating arrangements and there is maybe something that looks like it could be a galley or a kitchen or something like that off to one side and it almost is as though this place has been frozen in time. So there are even, I think, plates of food out on the the tables, and Lucius and Adelie are, are looking at it, and there is this strange sense that they're not alone. Now, because it was a weak hit, I can either take a uh, suffer move, and lose a couple points on health or spirit or momentum or any of those tracks or there can be some sort of complication here and I think because we're coming to this preserved space the complication is that I think there is some concern for Lucius and Adelie as they approach it that like Clearly we're not supposed to be here, but is there some danger of proceeding and getting stuck in whatever this sort of, maybe it's a time dilation field, or maybe it is some sort of space magic that has frozen this moment in time? Oddly enough, looking around, there are no beings. They don't see any members of the Ascendancy in the room. But there is this feeling that it is lived in and not an ancient site. So I think they're going to proceed cautiously into this room. And I want to take a moment to explore this waypoint. So that's another wits roll. And we're going to see what we find as we get a little bit deeper in. All right, so I've got a six on the action die, and I've got a four and a five on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So on a strong hit, I can either find an opportunity, which is going to give me some momentum, or I can gain exploration data, which would allow me to mark progress on my expedition. I'm going to take the momentum in this case. So I'm going to go up to plus four on my momentum. And I think what we discover here is that there isn't an active field in the room. So, like, Lucius maybe pulls out some small trinket from his bag and tosses it forward through the portal into the room, just checking to see if they actually... If anything happens to it, and it kind of falls through the doorway and it clinks on the metal deck on the other side and otherwise doesn't seem to be affected in any significant way. And then slowly, but surely Lucius and Adelie approach. And I think Lucius sort of like steps forward through it and Adelie does as well. And I think there's this moment where she is like, Lucius they're here and Lucius is looking around frantically looking for signs of life and he doesn't see anything and it becomes very clear very quickly that Adelie is having some sort of vision and she's like reaching out for things but not actually connecting with anything and Lucius suddenly has this moment of remembering what Demetrius said about this place having an effect on a Paragon's sense of reality. And so he is like, Adelie, what do you see? Tell me, please. And I think she goes into some detail about what she is seeing. And I think she's seeing a slice of life on this Ascendancy ship. And I don't know that anyone has ever had an experience like this where they've seen people from the Ascendancy. So I envision them as being humanoid, And I almost maybe this is my my fantasy roots tying in here, but I I almost picture them as being like elven in nature. And so they're like these tall, lithe, graceful creatures that are moving about the room in a very flowing dance like way. And Adelie is describing these things to Lucius and he is taking notes as furiously as he can And I think she says, they're going through that doorway over there. One of them just said that they're going to check on the core. I think that's the way forward. And they are set on the path, I think, that is going to lead directly to the core. That's the favorable situation that they discover here. So I think we can go ahead and make another roll on our Undertaken Expedition. Plus wits. Plus three. Got a 6 on the action die, and a 7, and a 10 on the challenge dice for a miss. And I don't have any more momentum to wiggle my way out of that miss. So in this case, we're waylaid by a crisis, or we arrive at a waypoint to confront a dire threat. All right, let's go ahead and do the descriptor and focus again to get a sense of the waypoint, and then we'll decide if there's going to be a crisis on the way to that waypoint, or if there's some sort of complication at the waypoint itself. So I got two, which is abundant, and the focus, 97, abundant weapon. All right, so they are proceeding down this hallway. Adelie is having this vision of the Ascendancy beings walking through the hallway. She's following them. Lucius is following her, and they pass through another doorway into a small room, but As soon as they cross that threshold, a defense mechanism goes off in this room, and a series of those small, like, drones, the small, like, spherical drones that they've seen before in other ascendancy ships, they start to emerge out of these tubes in the room and start to deploy their weapons, and Adelie... I think is unaware of what's going on. She's trapped in this moment of a reflection on the Ascendancy ship. And Lucius is like, Adelie, Adelie, there are are drones coming out. We have to get to cover. I, uh, Adelie! And she's not responding at all. Lucius knows about the Ascendancy technology. He's dealt with it. He's interacted with it. He's studied it. So I think there is some way that he can try to stop this alert going off and basically neutralize the drones without actually getting into a fight with them. So he is going to try and do that really quickly as he like pulls out his computer, he runs over, interfaces with an Ascendancy connection, and is going to try and essentially hack their system to label and himself as not a threat. So to do that, he's going to try and do that with expertise, focus, and observation. So rolling plus wits. Again, here we go with some face in danger. All right, so I got a 7 on the action die. I've got a 6 and a 10 on the challenge dice. So it is a weak hit, but at a troublesome cost. Make a suffer move. So I think that he is able to interface and deactivate these... Drones, but in so doing, whatever the vision is that Adelie's having fades out. And she all of a sudden, like, comes back to consciousness and is looking around and is like, Where did they go? I, where did they go, Lucius? They're gone. And I'm going to lose a momentum here as my suffer move. And Lucius is kind of like slumped up against the wall, breathing a little bit heavily, and says, oh, don't worry. We'll be fine. We'll find the way. There were drones that were going to try and kill us, but it's fine. It's fine. We're all right. And she's like, I'm sorry. I I didn't know. So they're going to continue moving through the passageway that they're in. But I think Lucius is concerned that there are going to be other dangers along the way. And so they're going to try and move a little bit carefully a little bit quieter and to do so we're going to actually roll plus shadow and uh, now lucius's shadow is plus one so this could go very poorly but i think it makes sense that they're trying to be cautious And, and, and in this case it's not just a vigilant cautious it is actively trying to stay out of sight and not just walking down the center of these corridors looking around So we're rolling plus one on this uh, next leg of our expedition. Let's find out what happens. So I've got a seven on the action die and I've got a four and a six on the challenge dice for a strong hit. Never let anybody tell you that you can't get strong hits even when you're rolling your lowest stat because it happens. Sometimes the dice just work out and it's amazing to me that it is so often... The way the dice fall confirms or reaffirms the direction that a story is going. And sometimes it changes the direction as well. But I think it is really, really cool how oftentimes the dice are like, I got you. And interesting things happen. So with a strong hit, we are going to reach another waypoint. We get to mark more progress. That's going to take us up to eight progress. And I'm going to roll... Again, on the descriptor and focus to get a sense of what this waypoint is. 66, natural. 5, archive. Natural archive. Perfect. So I think we have reached our destination. Lucius and Natalie proceed down this corridor and they come to another barrier. But this time... Adelie doesn't have to enact some additional paragon strength in order to force her way through it. It opens for them. Maybe this is because of what Lucius did with the the ship systems. Maybe it's because Adelie is the paragon and the system recognizes her. But they're able to pass through into this small room that must be at the heart of this ship because there are a number of passageways that lead off in different directions but at the very center of this room is a pedestal on which is something that looks like a crystal uh maybe it's like an orb of quartz that is floating above the pedestal and just kind of like rotating and as they step into the central room lucius looks up and sees that the roof, the ceiling of this ship is transparent and he can see far up above the pool that Demetrius was standing over. And he's like, Adelie, I think this is it. As he looks down, Adelie is like reaching out for it. And we're going to go ahead and finish our expedition right here with eight progress I'm going to roll the challenge dice to compare against the progress and we'll see how well we do. All right. So I've got eight progress and I've got a one and an eight on the challenge dice, which is a weak hit. So we reach our destination. Uh, we've found the artifact heart, this core of the artifact, but we face an unforeseen complication at the end of the expedition. Make the legacy reward one rank lower and envision what you find. So this was a dangerous journey, which would be two ticks on our Discovery Legacy track. But because we're reducing the rank by one, it's only going to be one tick, which is a a bit of a bummer, but it's actually okay because it actually fills out our second box on the Discovery's track. So we're going to earn two XP from that, which is awesome. Let me roll on the theme to see what This complication might be 56 memory. Yep. Okay. So she is reaching out for the orb, this quartz crystal orb that is floating above the pedestal. And when she touches it, I think she cries out and it fuses for a moment with her hand. Like she's unable to pull away from it her head kind of like lolls back and she is screaming in pain. And Lucius is panicking and like running over and trying to pull her away. And she doesn't seem to be able to disconnect from this orb. This lasts for probably no more than like 10, 15 seconds. But of course to Lucius and to Adelie, it feels like an eternity. And she suddenly goes silent. And the orb releases her and she falls back. And the orb itself starts to crack and decay. And it actually crumbles into dust on the pedestal. And Adelie collapses back. Lucius catches her and like lowers her down to the ground. But then there is silence for a long moment as Lucius is looking down at her unconscious form. And I think he like checks her vitals. She's breathing. She just seems to be unconscious. And he sort of like sits back on his haunches. And it's just like, I don't. That was unbelievable. I don't even know. I hope her brain is okay. Okay, Lucius. Think. Think about what you're doing. Maybe there's a backup to the core I will do a look around and he's going to try and scan around, uh, this room to see if there's any additional backup because the thing that they came for just disintegrated and he doesn't know what happened to it. Obviously he doesn't know what happened to Adelie either. So he's going to try and scan around, see if there's any information that he can get. So this is gather information. We're going to roll plus wits while we're searching for clues around here and, uh, hopefully find something interesting. I've got a nine on the action die. I've got a six and a one on the challenge dice for a strong hit. Discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn and take plus two momentum. I'm going to go ahead and mark that momentum, which takes me to five. And I think the thing that he discovers is there is a, a, a small backup and when he's like fiddling with it it activates and an ascendancy form appears in like a holographic projection and this projection says greetings stranger you have questions i can see ask them and i will answer as i am able and Lucius is like, take it aback, because he's hearing this in his native language. He is looking at this ascendancy figure, again, tall, live, um, you know, very sharp angular features. And he is like, you can hear me? You, you understand me? And it says, yes, you have questions. Ask them. And Lucius looks around and then says... Who who are you? And the hologram says, I am Warden. Who are you? Lucius says, I'm Lucius Tarquin. Are you an AI? Warden says, I am an artificial intelligence. Yes. What do you seek? And Lucius says, Oh, um, is Adelie going to be okay? What happened to her? And Warden says, Your friend downloaded the entire database from our core into her mind. The system shielded it to some extent, but the download was immense. I cannot guarantee that there will not be consequences for her going forward, though I do believe she will live and will maintain her consciousness. Lucius, sort of wide-eyed, says... Oh, well, that's good. That's... okay. Um, questions, questions. What can you tell me about this ship? Warden says, what a curious question. This ship was a research vessel investigating these forests. It was left here long ago as a long-term research base for our scientists. They have all gone now, but... We remain, continuing to gather data, and Lucius says, can the ship fly? And Warden says, the ship can no longer leave the surrounding area. Unfortunately, over the years, our power systems have been failing. I have been preserving what I may, but it will not be long before the ship is no longer viable. Lucius says, is... There's something I can do to help you? Do you, do you? Is there a way for us to get you out of here? And Warden says, what a curious question. From my studies of your people, you do not have machine intelligence in the same way that I exist. And yet you would seek to help me. Very curious. And Lucia says, well, that's not entirely true, We do actually have artificial intelligence. It's just only really the Founder Clans are the ones who possess them. Maybe that's the wrong word. Who use... No, that's not it either. Only the Founder Clans have them. And Warden says, You come from one of these Founder Clans. I have heard this name before, Tarquin. It has been spoken of not very kindly by many. And Lucius nods and says yes i i am a member of of one of the founder clans but i'm not really with them anymore um it's a long story and i don't know that it is pertinent to what's going on right now i guess all i want to know is is there anything i can do for you you must hold a host of knowledge And it would be a tragedy to lose such knowledge. And I think at this point, Warden looks at Lucius and says, There is something strange in your speech pattern, Lucius Tarquin. Were you taught by one of these intelligences that you spoke of? And Lucius suddenly has this moment of caution as he says, Well... My family did have one as I was growing up, yes. But I'm not sure that we should be talking about that right now. And Warden scans Lucius. I think Lucius doesn't necessarily know that. Like, he has this vague sense that something's happening. And then Warden says, I sense its presence on your neural synapses. It has guided you along your way. Curious. It is not like your thoughts. It was not designed by your people, though. I recognize the structure of it. And Lucius says, you do? I mean, I always thought that it was actually an ascendancy AI and that it was trying to guide us in some way, but I didn't. And then he sort of like stops for a moment and looks back at Warden says, what are you going to do? I will do nothing. It is not my place to interfere with such things. My purpose is to defend this ship. With the core removed, that purpose is no longer necessary. Now I would see the core continued in your friend. I will protect you on your way out. At that point... It is beyond my purview. And Lucius says, Does that mean we're free to go? And Warden says, I was never intending to keep you here. You are free to go whenever you please. However, I would ask you a thing, Lucius Tarquin. As one who has been touched by a mind like my own, I would ask you to become the Warden of the Core. Protect it as it goes out into the world. Protect her. And Lucius nods and says, I think I can do that. Warden says, Very well. I will keep the power on until you have departed the ship, and then we will shut down. Lucius sighs for a moment and says, Are you sure there's nothing I can do? It sounds an awful lot like I'm condemning you to death by having brought Adelie here. And the warden says... I have kept my vigil for years beyond counting. A little rest would not be amiss. And then it winks out, and Lucius kind of, (sighs) Well, this just gets weirder and weirder, and then turns back to Adelie as she's starting to stir. Now, Lucius Tarquin has a background vow about his family's AI being an ancient ascendancy AI, And he is trying to figure out what it intends for mankind and what its purpose may be. And I think I actually just got some progress on that background vow, which is the first progress I've gotten throughout this entire campaign so far. Now, it is an epic vow, which means unlike our other progress tracks where I've marked one box or two boxes or three boxes, I'm only marking one out of four ticks in a box. So it's a very long-running vow, but I still have some progress made. So Lucius is able to rouse Adelie at last, and she kind of comes blinking awake to this world, and she looks up at Lucius and says, Lucius, what? why does my head feel like it's the size of a moon? And Lucius smiles a little bit and says, The Ascendancy Core downloaded all of its information into you. Not, I think, just into your head, but maybe into your DNA, into your whole being. You are the Ascendancy Core now, Adelie. And I think it meant for that to happen. Now, we've got to get out of here and get back to the surface. And Adelie is sort of... I don't know that she actually is able to fully contend with what Lucius just said. So she just kind of is holding her head and stands up with Lucius's aid and is like, oh, all right, let's 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 go. And they begin making their way back towards the surface. Now I'm going to go ahead and mark another progress on my formidable vow to keep the ascendancy artifact out of the hands of the Ironhawks. As we were successfully able to retrieve, in one way or or the other, this ascendancy core. It's a little bit of a longer walk on the way back as they're taking their time. But eventually, they return to the surface. And on their way, I think Lucius is able to see that the ship is indeed shutting down kind of behind them as they're passing through. And so a lot of the defenses and things that they came across on their way in are deactivating as if the path has been made clear. You know, they get even back into that cavern that had the rock creatures they really early on encountered, and those are dormant. And like Lucius and Natalie have this moment where they're preparing to make a run for it, and then as they're starting to make their way into the room, they realize nothing's happening. Those creatures are, for all intents and purposes, dormant. So, they make it back out into the pool room where they initially started this expedition. And I think as they're coming out, Demetrius is waiting for them. And is, like, standing there, finger-steepled, staring down into the pool. And as they emerge, he looks up and says... So you've returned. I assume your mission was successful, as our artifact has gone dark. And Adelie says, yes, Demetrius, we were successful. Very good, he says. Now, where is this core? I should like to see it. And Lucius and Adelie share a glance, and Adelie says, the core is gone as such i have and she's like hesitating over these words and lucia says we downloaded the information onto a data core but until we get onto the aegis and connect it to the ship systems it's just a data storage device at this point it's not actually doesn't have an interface connected to it and demetrius says i see well perhaps we should get moving sooner rather than later as the ironhawks are on their way. And Lucius says, "What? They are." And Demetrius nods and says, "They are. They should be here within the next thirty minutes." And Lucius turns to Adeline and is like, "All right, we need to get moving." and starts to make his way past. Demetrius kind of takes up a position behind Lucius and they're continuing to walk down the hallways. And there is, at this point, a bit of chaos in the Order's living area as people are grabbing things and trying to gather up whatever valuables they have that they can take with them and make their way to the Aegis. And I think as all of this is happening, there is a moment where... They find themselves in a cavern alone, Lucius and Natalie. Lucius is still supporting her as she's kind of walking. Demetrius behind him. And then Benedict comes in through the front portion of this cavern and sort of blocks the way and has his rifle in hand, uh, just kind of like cradled in his arms, blocking the way. And Lucius is like, um, Is there a problem? And I think Demetrius behind them says, Mr. Tarquin, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation here. That artifact is everything this order has stood for, for the last generation. We must not let it fall into the hands of anyone other than ourselves. That includes even you, Mr. Tarquin, though it seems you have done the thing you promised to do in protecting our weapon, it is not yours to possess. And Lucius has this hair-raising moment as he looks back at Demetrius, who's just standing there steeple-fingered, looks forward at Benedict, who's just staring at him and says, You don't want to do it, boy. Trust me. I'm faster than you. And Lucius says... What are you going to tell Mila and the others? If you kill me, they're going to think something is up. Oh, I don't know about that. You see, Mr. Tarquin, unfortunately you never returned from below ground. Instead, you sacrificed your life to save Adelie, and she was able to return with the device. It was a tragedy, really, but these things happen. And Lucius looks back at Demetrius and says, You know she'll never go along with that. And Demetrius says, Oh, but I think she will. You see, Adelie has always been a bit of a follower instead of a leader. That's what makes her such a great weapon. We point her where she needs to go, and she does what needs to be done. Isn't that right, Adelie? And I think at this moment, Adelie steps away from Lucius a little bit. She like stumbles back a little bit and is blinking, still bleary eyed, and like looks up at him. And for this moment, there is fear in her eyes as she's looking at Lucius. And I'm going to test their relationship in this moment. We're going to do that with heart, which is plus two. Oh man, my heart's pumping a little bit. So I got a seven on the action die. I got a four and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit, which means we're going to develop the relationship further, which is going to actually put him at seven out of ten ticks on her connection progress track as... She looks at Lucius with fear, with conflict, and then she turns to Demetrius and says, I won't be your weapon anymore. I won't be beholden to you anymore. I won't be your thing anymore. I am my own person. And she raises her hands and a gout of electrical energy emerges from it and fires at Demetrius, who is like wide eyed and shocked. And Lucius goes for his pulse pistol as Benedict is shocked in that moment. And I think this is going to be uh, enter the fray. So when we enter the fray, this is facing off against foes. this is going to be plus heart. So I got an eight on the action die. I've got a three and a 10 on the challenge dice for a weak hit. I'm going to choose to take control. Uh, I'm at five momentum. I could take the plus two momentum for the weak hit, but instead I'm going to take control and Lucius is going to immediately strike. So just pulls his weapon. I'm going to say this is a dangerous combat. And we are going to strike with edge uh, because we're firing at a distance. And because I have my combat bot, I actually get an extra momentum for getting a hit on my enter the fray. I should have gotten a plus one on that as well, but I forgot to add that in. I don't think it would have made a difference because I think I rolled a 10, so I wouldn't have been able to overcome that. So it doesn't matter there, but we're striking which is going to give us a plus one for that. So I'm rolling edge plus two, plus one for the combat bot to strike. Here we go. Ooh. Five on the action die, six and a seven on the challenge dice for a miss. The fight turns against you. You are in a bad spot. Pay the price. I think what this looks like is Lucius pulls his pulse pistol and goes to fire at Benedict. And you know what? That really brash, successful, boastful assassin just shoots the gun out of his hand. And, you know, it's kind of like a hip shot, probably meant for Lucius's chest, but instead hits the pulse pistol, which flies out of his hand. And Lucius goes to dive uh, for cover as Benedict is lining up a shot. So he's going to have to try and react under fire with edge again, as he's trying to dodge and get into a better position. So this is plus two eight on the action die. I've got a five and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit that puts me back in control and I get to take plus one momentum. So Lucius scrabbles over behind cover And I think is going to try and make a move to retrieve his pistol, which is laying on the ground. At this point in the background, Demetrius took this blast of electricity, but didn't actually die. As I think there's this moment of realization that he is also a paragon affected by that core of the ascendancy artifact but not as strongly like it didn't take as much as it did with Adelie. So they are battling back and forth like wizards, this like lightning bolts flashing back and forth between them as they're just having this all in all out brawl. And so Lucius is going to try and run over and try to grab his pistol so that he is in a better position. So he is trying to maneuver. This is again going to be plus edge We're gaining ground in this case. And to do that, here we go. All right, so I got a four on the action die. I've got a three and a four on the challenge dice, which is a weak hit. So I can choose one of these. I can either mark progress, I can take plus two momentum, or I can add plus one to my next move. I'm still in control. I'm going to mark progress. And I'm going to say that progress is him actually retrieving his pistol again. So he runs across this open cavern Dives and picks up the pistol, rolls around, raises the pistol and fires it immediately at Benedict with a strike again. This is why Lucius stands any sort of chance against this assassin is because his combat bot is at least laying down enough cover fire that it is providing a little bit of coverage for Lucius to be able to move around and, you know, not be as vulnerable. So he is going to strike with edge again, attacking at a distance. That's plus two, another plus one for his bot. Here we go. Six on the action die. I've got a four and a 10 on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we're going to mark extra progress. So that's going to be two progress and then two extra progress, which is going to take us to six out of 10. But Lucius exposes himself to danger. So I think he's now out in the open. He's laying on the ground. He's got his pistol. He's fired off a couple shots and Benedict is able to dodge out of a couple ways. I think he might've gotten, gotten winged by one of those shots, but he is going to take a bead on Lucius. Lucius is in a bad spot. He is going to try and clash this time. Now I just want to cover this real quick. I just got the plus one. I don't get any momentum. If I get a hit on the clash with my combat bot, I get a plus one to momentum. So we're going to clash. Lucius is going to try and find a way to end this as quickly as possible. So we're clashing with edge again, which is plus two. Here we go. Okay, so I've got a four on the action die. I've got a four and a 10 on the challenge dice, which is a miss. However, I am going to burn my seven momentum. To turn that into a weak hit. So on a weak hit. I get to mark progress. But I'm dealt a counter blow or setback. So my progress goes up to 8. I'm still in a bad spot. And I have to pay the price. So we're going to go over to paying the price. 87 on that. You are stressed. That makes sense. So his spirit goes down to 2. Because I think this is a pretty serious stress. As he is in this fight for his life he scrabbles out of the way as benedict takes a couple shots at him and lucius is able to dodge around the corner of this like outcropping in this small cavern he's breathing heavily and he can hear benedict out there cursing and like maybe even taunting him a little bit and lucius takes a deep breath centers himself swings out And with 8 progress in a bad spot, he's going to try and end the fight. So when you seize an objective in a fight, envision how you take decisive action and then roll the challenge dice and compare to your progress. I've got an 8 on my progress. Here comes the challenge dice. 6 and a 1 for a strong hit. Now, because I was in a bad spot, my strong hit counts as a weak hit. So on a weak hit... I achieve my objective, but not without cost. Roll on the table below or choose one. So here we go. 69. The good number. Others pay the price. Someone else suffers the cost. Lucius steps out, takes a bead, and fires on Benedict. The combat bot Brutus has been Whirling around the room, firing, keeping the assassin undercover most of the time. And as Lucius steps out and fires this shot, Benedict doesn't even see it coming. It hits him like right in the throat. He goes down. It's immediately over. And then there is a moment where Lucius turns to look for Adelie. And in that moment, he sees her. She is down on her knees, crouched over the body of Demetrius. Lucius rushes over and she is almost cradling him, weeping as it's very clear that Demetrius is dead. Lucius crouches down next to her and is like, Adelie, Adelie, are you all right? Are you hurt? And she is weeping And maybe even screaming. And when Lucius like touches her, she snaps her head around to him and looks at him. And then that battle haze fades a little bit. And she (laughs) coughs a little bit and blood comes out. And she looks at Lucius and says, thank you, Lucius, for freeing me. For helping me see that I could be my own person. You have given me a great gift. And then she collapses. And Lucius sees the hilt of Demetrius's dagger embedded in her stomach. And blood is flowing out onto the cavern floor as he watches. thanks for listening to errant adventures if you enjoyed the show please tell your friends family pets or really anybody you want about it and head over to apple Podcasts to leave a review so more people can find the show if you want to chat with me you can find me on instagram and twitter at errant or you can email me at errant at gmail.com thanks again for listening and i'll see you next time Are you looking for a D&D podcast with the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.